First phase of your cycle is menstruation, okay? During this phase of your cycle, focus on your internal world and what your needs are. During the second phase, your follicular phase, so this is post-period pre-ovulation, this is a time for reconnection. So you can slowly start fixating on the external world and really nurturing those relationships in your life, whether it's with your partner or your family members or it's professionally. During the third phase of your cycle, ovulation, there's one, a spike in your energy because there's a spike in your hormone levels, but number two, this is externally focused. And then during our um, luteal or PMS phase, right? This is personal mystery solved. This is please make it stop. That's what PMS stands for over here, okay? (laughs) (laughs) I always say relax, rest and relax. So we're gonna turn within again and say, what do I need today? Hello, hello. You are now listening to the Tea Please podcast where we talk about important things like mental health and other topics that I get curious about. (laughs) Lots of knowledge shared around here that can help us live better, more informed, and more ourselves. This week's episode is definitely not going to be for everyone, especially the 2% of men out there that happen to click on an episode, but if you did click to listen, then it probably is for you in some way. So today we're talking about our cycles, that time of the month. I hate the word period, so I try not to say it. It's such a harsh sounding word for what I've experienced to be a harsh time of the month. I like cycle better. It's a little bit lighter sounding and it just includes more of of the whole concept. It includes all the time in between, not just the one time of the month. It's all the time in between because it doesn't really stop. It's just a, a cyclical thing that our bodies go through. There's so much more to know about how our bodies work and it's helpful for us to know as women and to understand and schools literally do not teach you anything. I especially do not remember learning about PMS symptoms or the the other things that happen just with your mood and hormones and there's a lot that goes on and it can be a really intense time of the month for a lot of us and I know I'm not alone in that and learning about it, learning more about what happens at what times of the month and really kind of tracking my behavior the days that I feel more irritable and just like bringing awareness to this process and and cycle that my body goes through has definitely helped me like live more in tune with those changes and shift my lifestyle to support myself in a better way so that I don't feel as irritable or I'm able to just give myself more grace on days that I know I might just be tired that day and it could be because of like that's the, the phase of my cycle that I'm currently in. So there's lots to know. I think it's a super helpful conversation to have. I know it's kind of a weird one. I feel kind of weird talking about it still because it's just like I did not grow up talking about this kind of stuff very much. So that's why I wanted to bring it on the podcast today because I want to talk about the stuff that we don't talk about. So today we are joined by Barry and Barry. I love her content on Instagram. She has like so much educational content content that's just quick bite size learn a little bit as you go, and she's really, really, really great. I'm excited for you to hear from her, but she 
is also a practitioner and founder of Optimize Your Flow. She basically teaches women how to really lean into their cycles and really take control of what's going on and just have a better experience all around. So she covers things from hormone balancing to cycle syncing to mood enhancing and self-healing. She really does cover it all and she's sharing just a little bit of her knowledge with us today. So without further ado, here is Miss Barion Berry. Make sure you go ahead and click the follow button if maybe you listened to a few episodes here and there but you have not clicked the follow button yet and you're back for more. Go ahead and click it so you never miss an episode. They release every single Monday. Let's get into it. Can you give us the Reader's Digest version of why the heck you're so passionate about this topic? I'm assuming there's some personal experience in there, but what is it that makes you really want to focus on educating people and helping people with their cycles? Yeah, so I started doing this because I was interviewing someone for my podcast. I was a girl who, when I was 12 years old, I got my first period. I have like three older brothers. Let's just say talking about periods was not really like a thing in my family. Mm -hmm. And so I got my period. I told my mom. Naturally, my mom was like, okay, well, here are the pads. And like that was it. Well, as an athlete growing up, I was used to heavy periods, missing periods, so many different things. And I was interviewing my friend for my podcast and she's like, yeah, periods aren't supposed to be painful. And I'm like, I'm 24 whole years old at this point. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. you mean to tell me for the last 12 years of my life, I've been in pain or I've had an irregular cycle and that's not normal. And she's like, duh. And I was like, don't duh me. Like no one told me this. Right. So from there, I kind of started just being a human guinea pig, like so many of us, like experimenting on myself. And then I kind of found my own rhythm with working out in sync with my cycle, eating in sync with my cycle. And now, you know, I'm a practitioner and a coach and I've basically taken everything I've done for myself, repackaged it, and now I get to teach everybody else about it. Yes. Well, I think what you said about not knowing that it can be not painful. I mean, even hearing you say that, I'm like, really? Not even like a little bit, (laughs) you know? So I think there's still so many people, I mean, myself included, that don't really know what it quote unquote should look like or could look like is probably a better term. So let's kind of get into that a little bit. One of the things that you mentioned on your Instagram is you're really helping people master their cycle. So the term like master your cycle, what does that look like? So when I say menstrual mastery, what I'm really talking about is body hacking and taking charge of your body, right? So we're all familiar with like biohacking, but body hacking is a little bit different in the sense of, well, you're looking at your natural systems of your body and then saying, how can I utilize this to my advantage? So mastering your menstrual cycle is saying, okay, my menstrual cycle is a blueprint. How can I utilize it to my advantage? How can I use this to perform at a higher capacity, whether you're an entrepreneur or you're a working professional or you're a family manager, right? That's what I call stay-at-home moms, family managers. Yes, I love that. You do a lot more than just stay at home with the kids and we know that, right? Reframe that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so 
That is what menstrual mastery really is. And I teach people how to look at all aspects of their cycle, you know, the four phases, and then really go deeper and look at their hormones or just be familiar with the hormones because we always hear people say like, oh, I need to balance my hormones. Okay, what does that mean? How do I do it? Mm -hmm. So that's what I teach people how to do is like, these are your hormones. Say hi, nice to meet you. This is how we understand them and what their purpose are. This is how we create and cultivate the specific environment for hormonal harmony and like health ultimately, and then move from there. So does that answer the question? Yeah, absolutely. It it's there's a lot there's so many different like facets that feed into what your experience is like during your cycle. So I think framing that in a way that it's like I'm understanding and I'm optimizing like what my body is already doing instead of fighting through some of the symptoms and and things that can happen during that time. I'm immediately thinking like is it, is there any difference between cycle that's on birth control versus not in terms of like living in tune and in sync with those two cycles oh gosh you're just really opening up a can of worms so um, it's my specialty how how does one do this in a delicate way i'm going to be as politically correct as possible the period that you have on hormonal birth control is a fake period Mm -hmm. it's not real So it's vastly different than the period you have naturally when you're not on hormonal birth control. And this is also coming from somebody who used to be on hormonal birth control. Mm -hmm. I was on the pill. Nobody told me what it was doing to my body. But, you know, a lot of people say like, well, can I practice cycle syncing if I am on hormonal birth control? And I say yes and no. Yes, you can understand the ebbs and flows of your energy and pay attention to symptoms that you have however because you're not getting a real period it's not going to be as specific as you might have if you're not on hormonal birth control your body still operates similarly but i think it's important to know that hormonal birth control if it's the pill it prevents the communication between your brain and your ovaries Mm -hmm. if your brain can't communicate with your ovaries then you can't actually menstruate okay and then if it's you know the iud the pit uh the shot the ring the everything else under the sun that is hormonal Generally, it works in two ways, one of which is like actually thickening the cervical mucus and making it hard for like sperm to like swim through and fertilize an egg. And then it's also thinning the uterine lining, making it hard for an egg to have like a healthy environment to be in. So can you practice cycle syncing being on hormonal birth control? Within reason, within reason, you know, you can still look at the withdrawal bleed because there is a bleed that happens for some people Mm -hmm. and say, hey, that's my period. Okay, hey, technically it's not, but I'm also not going to fight you. Like, you do you. Um, Mm -hmm. You go Glen Coco. And then you say, that's menstruation. And then from there, you follow suit with each and every other phase. Got it. Okay. That, I didn't know. And I was, I had been on the pill for like years, like more than five years, I think. And I just recently got off of off of it and noticing um, like this last year, the differences. And you know, that's a whole ride in itself. We won't go all the way there, but it it is different. Like from my experience, you are more in tune with what's happening at all times of the month where I was completely unaware most of the time. 
and it like you explaining that connection between your brain and the rest of your body makes sense to me and aligns with like my experience not that it has to for everyone but it checks out for me (laughs) good I mean you know I think there's so much that we just don't know there's so much information we're not educated about there's a lot of stuff we're not empowered with especially when it comes to our cycles and our fertility like I feel like people always say like periods are taboo and I'm like why though Like, we all know how babies are made at this point. Periods and fertility are an essential part of that. So, like, let's just, like, normalize this. I know. That's such an interesting idea because I've also thought about that, too, because I'm like, why is it kind of weird to talk about? And I think this is my theory that's very half-baked, my initial thoughts on on the subject. But I think because women have been kind of painted in this this light of like well periods make you crazy or so like maybe there's some fear there in wanting to like openly talk about it or express like the things that we're going through at different stages of the cycle because it's like okay you are clearly being taken over I don't know who you are right now and I think there's that stigma of you should be able to control some of the really intense symptoms that a lot of women face that can be kind of like not wanted and kind of hard to deal with, honestly. And that kind of segues into another thing I wanted to talk to you about is, of course, you know, the big PMS conversation that and a lot of women deal with, myself included. And I have noticed so much in the last year coming off hormonal birth control, like how much it is. So I would love to hear your thoughts on does that have to happen? Hold on a second. We got to rewind. We got to we got to back it up a little bit. So I actually kind of want to piggyback about um, what you said in relation to like, we feel like we were being taken over. Mm-hmm. Like for the record, yes, that's a valid feeling. I'm sure everyone's probably experienced that. But also like, let's be real. Some people are just lazy. A lot of people um, who operate in the women's health space are not women um, and they haven't mm-hmm. taken time to research what's happening with our bodies. So they're like, hey, this will just fix a problem. And I just wanted to like kind of put that out there because yeah. I think that plays into it just as much as us feeling like moody or not like ourselves plays into it. A lot of it is because like STEM research, you know, when it comes to like anything to do with biology specifically and science and women, they're like, oh, those are uncontrolled variables, hands off. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't, like, give me something normal. And it's like, this is normal. Like, come on, Norman, get it together. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I just wanted to preface that, but also in regards to PMS. Now, I want to be the first person to say this. Periods are normal. Pain shouldn't be. Moodiness shouldn't be. However, it is extremely common. Mm -hmm. Right. So when it comes to PMS, research shows that about 90 percent of people deal with PMS. I mean, I have perfect periods like I don't have any type of pain. And I would still say that I have PMS that I deal with in the sense of like I can notice the dip in my energy and that's okay. Mm -hmm. So if we get into the the multitude of symptoms of PMS, right? There are some things that I think are more normalized and very common. So the cramping, the bloating, the fatigue, the headache, the moodiness, right? Those are all very, very common, but they don't have to be if we understand how to work with our cycles and actually heal our body. You know, if we understand, hey, you know what? It's about three days before my period. And instead of actually, I don't know trying to power through some work 
I'm going to take a little second for myself and like slow down a little bit because ultimately that's going to calm the nervous system. And when you're calming your nervous system, you're also calming your physical body and that makes your pain or your moodiness or anything related to it a lot more manageable. It's very encouraging to hear. I'm also sorry the sun is like so aggressive. (laughs) I don't even know if you can see me at this point, but naturally the next question is, what can we do then? If if it's possible to take away some of these symptoms, let's start with, I kind of want to like approach the big hitters. One of them that is very close to my heart is being moody, so moody. I am like seriously feeling like I have to just reel it in and I really have to like isolate almost because I feel so irritated with everything and everyone. It's like the cliche feeling. And I eat pretty healthy. I exercise regularly. Like, what, what would, what do you, what's missing? Baby, I never thought you would ask. Baby, okay. So first of all, like, let's appreciate the way the light is coming down on you. Like, big angel (laughs) energy. Like, for sure. I love it right now. Um, But, you know, with moodiness specifically, there's a lot of things I challenge people to do. So the first thing I do is say, breathe. I, whenever you're ready to react, whenever you want to just like pop off, stop and breathe for like a good 45 seconds just to calm your body down. Mm -hmm. The second thing that I recommend in terms of like a supplement, because I know people want tangible things, um, there's a supplement from a company called Deloon and it is called Steady Mood. It is like the number one supplement I have recommended to people who specifically struggle with moodiness. And it's because it's really nature-based and science-backed with all of the different Chinese herbs in it, or traditional Chinese herbs, I should Mm say. Um, Now, I'm not someone who personally struggles with moodiness that much, but what I can say, I'm a boundaries person, so that's why I don't struggle with like, I, I think moodiness is a lot of boundaries related things, but we can... We can talk about that in a second, but yeah. this this supplement, what I notice is I can take it about seven to 10 days before my period, especially when I'm really stressed out and it keeps me pretty calm, cool, and collected. But another thing, say no to people and get those boundaries in check. Listen, most people, and like when we're saying moodiness, do you mean like you're feeling like sensitive or you mean like I'm ready to like go off? Let's specify that. Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, for me, I think it's definitely both. I'm very, I run very emotional on a regular day. So it's definitely heightened, um, you know, like in the days leading up to my period or whatever. And it's both. Like sometimes I'm crying because I don't know. And then sometimes I am just really irritated at like very small things that I recognize I have the patience for on any other day. And that could be anything from like, work interactions to home interactions to like friendly interactions I'm just very 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 low patience and yeah I it's interesting I feel like some resistance to what you had said about boundaries because I feel like they are boundaries it's just like so I recognize that like my reaction is irrational in that moment Mm -hmm. and it's like I used to say like this is my period or like I'm PMSing really bad almost as like an excuse to be kind of like very difficult to deal with <laughs> and that's not what I want to do either so I think it's both to answer your question I'm very emotional and I'm it's irritable I feel extremely irritable so then I would ask you several follow-up questions <laughs> one I want to be like okay 
so there's resistance to it. Let's dig in. Like, I know, that's right? the coach in me. I'm like, okay, let's let's delve into that more. But I would say, you know, how frequently are you eating? I love that you eat healthy, but how are you stabilizing your blood sugar levels throughout mm-hmm. the day? Because that okay. is a key key player. Um, a lot of people try to do like intermittent fasting or different things like that, and I always encourage people to rethink that if they are a period having human being Mm -hmm. because the research on that is for men not for women the hormones right the second thing the second thing I always like to encourage people to do is actually (laughs) get sleep like good deep sleep now I'm giving you all like the basics of what I would recommend but it's so often that most of the PMS symptoms people are experiencing are as exacerbated when they're not getting the rest that they actually need like sleep hygiene it's of the utmost importance and mm-hmm. people don't realize how related to your physical body and your nervous system that actually is um, but again like these are just simple things you can do well the basics are I mean, it's the foundation. I've kind of approached mental health in the same way, and I forget which famous person said this, but basically, like, you're just not giving yourself a chance if you're not getting enough sleep, if you're not eating healthy, if you're not getting regular exercise. Like, there's you don't have much of a chance to improve what you're feeling. And I think the same thing kind of applies in this case. If you're not, you know, doing the basics, the foundation of feeling good and getting your body regulated then your chances are a lot slimmer to feeling like you want to feel or reducing some of those symptoms yeah and you know another thing i would encourage people to do is be responsive rather than reactive so with moodiness specifically what i've noticed is you know when you feel some type of way you just feel some type of way But a lot of that is because maybe we are looking or perceiving things a specific way, but often our perception is just a projection. And so that might cause us to react to something or someone in a way that like we don't want to react. And so instead of reacting, respond. People respond generally in a calmer manner as opposed to reacting. Like you can tell Mm -hmm. like oh, I'm reactive and you can tell based off of the energy. Whereas when you're responding, you're kind of just sitting and you're like, hmm, okay. And you're you're almost analyzing it, if you will. It's like a different circuit in your brain. <laughs> it feels yeah. totally different to, to be reactive versus responsive. I, I like that distinction. So it does not have to be that way. And it could be a combination of You know, maybe there is some boundary settings or some other interpersonal things that could be affecting like one's moodiness. Mm -hmm. And it could also be, what would you say, like an energy fluctuation at that time that may be causing irritability versus sleep. I mean, it's a bunch of things. There, (laughs) I mean, how much time do we have right now? I know, I know, I know. (laughs) Okay, so, you know, a lot of times with moodiness comes along these feelings of like I'm not worthy or imposter syndrome and all of these things and I love to let people know that one we all experience that so you're 100% not alone but number two scientifically what's happening is your estrogen levels are dropping so generally when estrogen drops three of our key neurotransmitters 
that make us happy, our dopamine, our serotonin, and our endorphins also drop. So that can play into that irritability. Mm -hmm. That can play into maybe even the anxiety people might experience and that moodiness. So for me, I kind of put like moodiness, imposter syndrome under the same umbrella. And then anxiety sometimes can fall into that if you are reacting as opposed to responding. But like generally it's its own category in my opinion, but that is kind of the quote unquote science behind it, right? That's the biology as to what's going on. So give yourself some space and a bit of grace and then you're good to go. I love that response more so than maybe going to a doctor that's like, here, get back on hormonal birth control which can often be the answer. I'm hopeful, very hopeful that that is changing, but it is still a common response if someone were to go to the doctor now. So what you're saying is these symptoms can definitely be reduced a different way. So what would you prescribe to someone? Is it living in sync with your cycle plus supplements plus like what what would you kind of very general of course like everyone is very different it's not like you're not moody I am very moody some people have very different problems but what would you say to someone to set them up for success or to feel generally better gosh you are these questions are so juicy right now okay (laughs) so let's get tactical right yes I love being in like the feminine and like flowy and like whoo love that but tactical so first and foremost let's look at our menstrual cycle as a blueprint and understand the four different phases and I'm going to run through them really really quick yep um if you get it you get it if you don't go on Instagram you'll find it I have tons of posts just do PMS coach and you'll find a post from billions of people at this point so first phase of your cycle is menstruation okay During this phase of your cycle, focus on your internal world and what your needs are. I say this is a time for really restoration and release because your body's physically releasing. So Mm -hmm. go ahead and emotionally give yourself permission to release and like be with your emotions. During the second phase, your follicular phase, so this is post-period pre-ovulation, this is a time for reconnection. So you can slowly start fixating on the external world and really nurturing those relationships in your life whether it's with your partner or your family members or it's professionally during the third phase of your cycle ovulation okay we love it when we're ovulating because we feel good you know there's one a spike in your energy because there's a spike in your hormone levels but number two this is externally focused so this is when you want to really i say renew and re-energize And this is when we're focusing on serving people at our highest capacity, bringing a vision to life, and really just being our genuine self. You know, this might be honestly the time where we're really embodying like our sun sign energy and our moon energy together, as opposed to like hiding behind like our ascent, you know, our rising Mm -hmm. sign. And then during our um, luteal or PMS phase, right? This is personal mystery solved. This is please make it stop. That's what PMS stands for over here, okay? (laughs) I always say relax. Rest and relax. So we're going to turn within again and say, what do I need today? How can I fill myself up? Okay, so that's one tactical thing. Look at your menstrual cycle as a blueprint. Two weeks of high energy, two weeks of low energy. Two weeks for the external world, two weeks for the internal world. Stop it there, okay? The second thing I say is live in sync with your cycle. 
Now, this is going to look different for everybody based on your life. Mm -hmm. But I think that there are simple things that you can do, like, you know, fixating on how can I move more intentionally with my cycle so that I'm not overtraining and undernourishing and then my period's going missing. How can I, you know, push a limit, but not so, so much so that I just feel like crap after you know, like think Mm -hmm. about that a little bit and then eat properly. So again, a lot of people, I used to be a functional nutritionist, not so much anymore, but you know, a lot of people eat differently and whether you're an omnivore or herbivore, proteins, healthy fat and fiber are really essential to supporting the body. And you do eat differently throughout each phase or your body needs different nutrients. But I try to be as, you know, robust as possible, knowing that not everybody eats the same thing but making sure that you're getting those proteins, those healthy fats, and those fibers. And as you're ovulating, if you don't know how to tell if you're ovulating, you're going to check your panties. I'll teach you guys that in a second. (laughs) (laughs) But what you do, what you really want to make sure you're doing is supporting your liver and getting in those dark leafy greens and those cruciferous vegetables because that's actually going to help the body get rid of higher levels of estrogen, which are generally associated with a lot of the period pain from the bloating to the cramping to the period poops even, you know, Mm. all of those things. So be mindful of that, right? So we have blueprint, we have like living in sync. And then the third thing is slow down. The reason I'm saying slow down is we try to do the most all of the time And a lot of people are so fixated on accomplishing this or doing that, that they, they don't know what's happening to their body. A lot of people just don't understand like, Hey, I need to sit with this accomplishment. Like this just happened. I got a promotion. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. I just got a promotion. Let, let that sink in before you move on to that next thing. Allow your body to feel like there's always a shift in the nervous system. And the reason I keep coming back to the nervous system is because in lieu of last year and the greatness that it was, mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of nervous systems are shot right now. Yeah. And a lot of us are operating out of the sympathetic nervous system of like fight, flight, freeze, or fawn, as opposed to our parasympathetic, which is all about like resting and digesting and relaxing. So slow yourself down. I mean, I can get even more specific, but like those are my top like three things to recommend. They are, again, like the groundwork. And I think sometimes it can be frustrating when the response is like, oh, get protein and fiber through nutritious whole foods. But it's like, really do that because it's going to help. And we've, we've had a lot of topics on the podcast, of course, related to mental health. And, you know, we've heard that before. And it's because it it plays a part in your overall well-being in so many different areas so like your menstrual cycle and how you feel during the month at different times plays into that so having not just oh eat more fiber during this time like eat these things all the time it's a compounding factor if you're eating healthy every day your body has more fuel and it's it's just more regulated in that way so i think that makes a lot of sense that it would just make you feel better all around You know, I think that there's always a separation with different aspects of our health, but I always tell people it's four levels deep. So we're looking at the physical body and the physical symptoms, but then you go back another layer and then we're dealing with the emotional body and really like your hormones are a part of that emotional body. Mm -hmm. 
and your cells, right? Like we're all pretty familiar with like, I'm sure people have heard the term epigenetics and essentially what that is, is like your body is holding on to things from like generations prior to you, Mm -hmm. like your ancestors. That's just kind of how it is. And then we have another level, which is our mental body and like our mindset and our beliefs and our subconscious mind and how that's governing things. Our trauma, which is actually held in the emotional body, but we can physically sense it in the physical body. People Mm -hmm. don't realize that, right? And then there's the spiritual body. And the spiritual body is really when you have all three of the other bodies in such a state of alignment that your spirit is just like, I'm I'm in flow. Like I am just, I'm Zen, you know? And we, we look at mental health, we look at physical health, and we know there's this connection But a lot of times people don't realize that sometimes that connection is between like the systems of our body, like our endocrine system and how that works, how it's working with our immune system and so on and so forth. But we're here to talk about periods. So I'm (laughs) going to stop going off on a tangent. No, I mean, you're right. They're all connected. And I think that it can be really frustrating or add adding to frustration with already having like maybe intense symptoms or unwanted symptoms in any regard because it's like awareness, right? If you're not aware or not, or you're not slowing down or like not fully understanding how much your cycle can affect your energy levels. Like you're saying, we're going to have two weeks of low energy every single month, knowing when those are, when they could happen and being able to use that as a blueprint to just bring awareness. Not saying like, okay, like I'm not going to do any type of workout because this would be wrong right now. Like there's probably some like leeway in that happening. But I think it could take away some of the resistance that people feel to like, I really feel like this is a lot right now and I'm going to break down or like I'm going to pop off because I can't handle it. And then not knowing like maybe why. And it's like Mm -hmm. related to the stage of the cycle that you're in. I hope that makes sense. Yeah. But also like, me pop off sis like go off and (laughs) like you know like say get it out right because what's happening especially when you're like pmsing you're approaching that physical release you're getting ready to physically shed what is not serving you so if you have to emotionally and energetically do that too please do also like this isn't like licensed to be like rude you know because i do know a lot of people who are like and I'm just like, no, you're just disrespectful. Like, have a seat. Like, don't bring that energy this way. Yeah. But maybe what you need to do is figure out how to release in a very constructive manner. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I think that's what I'm cautious about. I don't ever want to use it as an excuse because it is something that I take responsibility for because my actions are my own. And I don't want to hurt anyone else, but I'm obviously, like, experiencing something that is difficult for me. And I, like, don't know how else to release sometimes other than being, like, a little snippy. Um, That's my claim to fame. Not like I'm, like, yelling at people, but I can be a little (laughs) passive-aggressive, to say the least, during that time. I was a nightmare on the day that I got engaged because of where I was in my cycle. Mm. God bless my now husband. He still went through with it, (laughs) but I was a nightmare. And I knew, I knew that that was the day that it was happening. And I was still just like pissed, so displeased with everything that was happening. And I felt out of control in that moment. I'm rambling at this point. The last question I wanted to ask you was, what are some things that you personally do that really help you? Whether that's like supplements or workouts that you like when you're really trying to nurture yourself. What are some habits that you've put in place that have really helped support you? 
Wait, can I talk about hormonal birth control really quick yeah. and like help people? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Before Please. you answer that question. So um, what I want to say is if you're on hormonal birth control, I need you to do several things. First and foremost, I need you to start taking a prenatal. I know, crazy, wild, who is this woman? Hormonal birth control depletes the body of nine essential nutrients, and generally a prenatal will have it. So go ahead and get your favorite prenatal. Um, I want to say that. The second thing I want to say is get a probiotic to help your body, but specifically your liver detoxify those higher levels of xenoestrogens that are present, the synthetic progesterone that's in there. Um, I just really want to make sure that if you're on hormonal birth control, you're supporting your body so that when you do, or if you do transition off like you you won't have to go through this like mix of emotions and experiences like let's get out in front of it let's get ahead of it I just want to say that um do you have prenatal and probiotics that you like yes so I recommend the seed probiotic or symbiotic like Mm -hmm. basically everybody else but you guys it is so freaking awesome and if you want to know more about it you can check out at seed university on instagram and it will tell you like from the people who create it rather than like you know every other influencer who might talk about it like you can hear it from them to understand the science I think it's so cool but I'm also a nerd so that's (laughs) a thing and then in terms of a prenatal I recommend one called Ova Moon. So I'm looking down because they just just launched their prenatal and they just sent it to okay. me. And I know the founders of this company. And I just really know what kind of work went into building this. But there's another one I recommend called Full and Well Prenatal as well. A lot of people want to recommend ritual i don't recommend ritual and the only reason i don't recommend the ritual prenatal is because it does not have enough of the nutrients you need and this is coming from somebody who like i'm a very specific person when it comes to yeah because i you know when you hear all about these things you're just like oh ritual like everyone recommends it so it must be good and it's like it's not bad but it could be a lot better than what it is. So again, yeah. I recommend the Ova Moon prenatal and then I recommend the Full and Well prenatal and then Seed Probiotic. That's it for birth control. Now, you want me to answer your question? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So what I do for like really just supporting my cycle is I give myself a lot of permission. A lot of permission. So yes, I take supplements every day. Who doesn't at this point? You don't want to hear that, but it's true. I take the Ovamoon multivitamin. That's what I take every single day. But, you know, in addition to that, um, my perception is I don't owe anybody anything, which might be my Virgo rising coming out. (laughs) But also, I think that it's really important for us to take a lot of control over our life, actually be in charge of our life. Mm -hmm. Because ultimately, whether you believe in God, universe, source, energy, that's in control but we're in charge. So with that being said, I take charge of my schedule every single day. I wake up, do my gratitude like anybody else would. I do my meditation. I do my journaling and I go nourish my body. It's that simple. Of course, I also live like this every single day. I live in Mm -hmm. sync with my cycle. I always know where I am, but like, I like to be practical not everybody is living the way that I'm living. Mm-hmm. And so I don't want to say this is what you need to do. But also try the give journaling method. Gratitude, intentions and affirmation, vision and vibes. E is for execution. Give is the acronym. And I just told you what to do with each letter. 
I'm curious how, is this something that you're talking about? So in your like daily life and you're saying like, I live like this every single day. I really honor where I'm at in my cycle. Is this something that you're verbalizing to the people around you? Or is it something that you're keeping in sync on your own? Do you know what I mean? Both. Both. Okay. So, you know, I have an overactive throat chakra, Um, (laughs) but to be honest with you, you know, I think a lot of people talk about doing things, but I believe in being that, right? So I live every day in sync with my cycle and the people who are around me also know kind of what's going on because if I am PMSing, I will communicate, hey, you know what? I'm in the personal mystery solve phase of my cycle where, Mm -hmm. oh, you know what? Please make it stop. I'm in that phase. And they actually receive it really well because I'm able to communicate what's going on and what it is that I need. So if it's me saying, hey, I actually need a lot of space right now, the people around me respect that. If it's my team trying to make sure that like, you know, I'm showing up doing podcast interviews or sending emails and stuff like that. They will try to stack things based off of where I'm at in my cycle because, I mean, my Google Calendar is color coordinated with my cycle. So we know which colors are like green for go and red for like chill out. So, you know, this is also something I've cultivated over the last two and a half years. When I first started, it wasn't like this. When You I were first color started, coordinating your calendar like when you first <laughs> learned about this. Girl, I was still in corporate America being like, Uh, look, don't talk to me. And I worked in a very male-dominated industry too. So like it was me saying to like my boss, look, I I don't have the capacity. What are you on your, are you on your rag? Actually, I am. Do you, do you want to fight? Like, let's go. And he'd be like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, you know, I think that understanding what you need and actually giving yourself what you need, right? Being whatever it is you need to be for yourself is ultimately how I live every day. And like, it kind of seems like the people around me fall in line with it. Is that your dog? Yes, he found this little squeaker. So He's cute. like, it's 5 p.m. We got to go outside right now. Okay, I'm sorry, puppy. <laughs> no, 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 you're totally fine. I, I really appreciate you going through that and even mentioning like, I think that's that's a massive struggle. A lot of people are in corporate America. I still am. And I'm like, God, I'm not freaking built for this. Like on, on many different levels. But that's one of them. It's hard to have enough energy to get everything you need to get done in a very dominating profession. But I so appreciate everything that you have gone through. I know I kind of like went all over the place. No, and you very graciously went with me. Um, would love to hear where we can connect with you more, what resources you have, where people can you know find what you're up to online. Okay, so if you love this podcast episode, I always say... Which you did. (laughs) Don't forget to, like, actually rate and review. Like, I don't like when people don't review podcasts, so make sure you do that. No, she did not know I was going to say that, but I'm just (laughs) shouting you out, fellow podcaster. But I always say, if you want to kind of just do, like, a genuine wave and get to know me and my energy, come hang out on my Instagram at BarryOnLBarry. But if you're like, I don't like your personality, I love your information, you can always follow my company at Optimize Your Flow. And then, you know, if you want to go on a little coffee date, you know, a little matcha moment, come hang out on my podcast, Flow with Barry on Barry, where we literally talk about any 
anything related to living life in flow state, basically. It's a state of mind, something the body does, the way we can live our life, right? And then, yeah, from there, you'll be directed to either one-on-one coaching with me or being in one of my programs or just being a better person at the end of the day because that's what we're doing. We're trying to optimize our life. So yeah, thank you for having me. That is all the knowledge we have to share today. I hope you have a wonderful week, a wonderful day, a wonderful next few hours. Go ahead and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. If you've never left me a review and you've listened to a few episodes and you've liked them, tell the people what you like about the show. Um, I would love to hear what you have to say. And reviews really help people know that this podcast is worth listening to. If you don't want to leave a review, go ahead and share this episode with a friend, family member, whoever. If you want to share on Instagram, repost me. If you want to tell someone verbally, offline, whatever. Anything you can do to help, I would so, so appreciate. Thanks for being here and I will talk to you in the next episode.